Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I am Russ, Xbox Live, Toaster 360. He, of course, is Steve, Xbox Live, Stevevich. And Xbox has played its hand in episode 183 today, July 23rd, 2020. We are going to dispense with the pleasantries in this particular episode because we want to get right into our topic of the day, which is the Xbox first party game impressions. And you don't even have to look at the detailed section below for timestamps because we're just going to start talking about it right now. So, Steve. Yeah. Uh, first question, which actually is not mm. like the, the most... Uh, I don't even know what to, what to call it. The most a profound question, but did what'd you, you think? Did yeah. you? Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. My, <laughs> the first question, though, is did you watch the 4K version of the presentation or no. the 1080p? 1080p. Yeah, okay. So that's what I ended up watching earlier today because that was what was streamed. Ah. Um, and then as we are recording this, I actually have the video playing in the background uh-huh. on mute for us to kind of take a little little gander a or little, glance uh, here wild stab at every once in a while absolutely just to refresh ourselves mm. and that sort of thing but uh yeah i was curious about that because i have yet to actually watch it in 4k and one of the things that i have realized during all of these shows this year is you get a much better idea of what the graphics fidelity is going to be mm. like when yeah. you actually watch a 4k version ah. so i thought i would let you know steve that they do, in fact, have a 4K version on the Xbox YouTube channel. I figured. So uh, I'm going to be checking that out uh, once we get done recording this whole entire thing. And uh, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that. But <laughs> enough of that, Steve. So uh, this was Microsoft's second foray into the uh, whole 2020 E3-ish 4A? Show. Yes. Or 4B. Oh, <laughs> For sequel. <laughs> that was terrible. <clears throat> but I anyway. Couldn't help myself. Uh, let's go ahead. And, let's start with you, Steve. Let, let, I'd like to hear your high level uh, thoughts as to what you thought of the show. Well, Ross, the, uh, the show was, uh, the show was probably a little bit better than average. Mm-hmm. What we've been seeing the last few months. Mm. I think the, the biggest surprise for me wasn't the games, Ross. Was it Phil Spencer's dapper to gray jacket he was uh, wearing? I think he's actually getting a little bit gray, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Steve, he, he's, he's, not, he's no longer in his 20s, Steve. <laughs> the man has been around. <laughs> he's a silver fox, that guy. Uh, he's not that old, Rudd. <laughs> but I he's got that, the Mr. Fantastic silver streaks on the sides of his head. Right. You know I mean? The Polly wings from Sopranos. No, he didn't have that. No, I don't think he's that bad. Um, so... I, I, in my opinion, the biggest surprise was that all the games were going to be on Game Pass. That was huge, yes. Mm. So if you liked the games or you didn't like the games, it'd be okay because you had Game Pass. They're all kind of sort of free for you to play. And in that mindset, in that perspective, well, they're all worth it, Russ. Mm. They are all worth it. Indeed. I have that in my notes as well, where that was actually one of the, the biggest announcements of the show where yeah. you, you, you realize when you purchase the Xbox Series X, hmm. if you're already a, an Xbox Game Pass member, you don't have to spend a penny on the games that were shown in this entire show. And they were like, right. what, like 22 games total? Oh, quite a bit of them, yeah. Something like that? Yeah. 
But yeah, that was huge because when you look at Sony PS5, mm. they don't have a program like that set up where you, where you can just all of a sudden just play all these games for a ridiculously low monthly fee. I mean, I think for my fee, because I got in early on a sweetheart deal, I think I'm only paying like 2 or $3 a month. Yeah, sweet at. Real nice. Really, really nice. Continue, Steve. But other than that, with the games, yeah, we saw some gameplay. We saw a bunch of teases. <laughs> Tease me. <laughs> um, but it it's we're st- I'm, we're still still waiting to see what the old system could do. Most powerful game system in the world, but by golly, we're gonna have to wait a little bit before we get uh, to see all that expensive hardware. Because I mean, yes, the games look better, but they and and. and even if you watch them on 4K, yes, the resolution is going to be there, but that's not going to increase like the amount of the textures that are, that you see on screen. It's just going to be like resolution. And so while the games look like you know, I'm, I'm glad to see more than just like oh, another first person shooter. I'm slicing dice and make Julia fries of your evil neighbor. You know, it, there was some creativity there, and the and the games look fun. It just doesn't look revolutionary. I mean, there. Are, they're really touting these new systems like they're a quantum leap from what we had before. And still yet to see it, Russ. I mean, they, they look better. They look good-ish. They just don't, like, pop. Mm. You know? Mm. Am, am, am I just expecting too much? I don't think I'm expecting too much. I feel like when we went from PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 2, our Xbox just Xbox, uh, to Xbox 360, there was quite a jump. Mm. And even, even like, you know, from PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3, I felt like there was a jump. But I think it didn't feel like from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4, there was as great of a jump. And this feels like, from what we've seen so far, even less of a jump. But they're telling us about all these details about what the systems can do, like as if it's, it is. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's hype. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's hype. I just don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, what's holding them back? What's holding them back, Russ? Well, if I had to wager a guess, it would be that from a a purely spec sheet perspective, hmm. it's very true. Like, like the the consoles are indeed much more powerful than any other console that has come to market. Well, but of course, that's brand new. Yeah, they're not going to make something worse than what's on the market. I do think, though, that with the sophistication of the hardware, every time you have a leap, I think that the methods of, of what the artists and designers and the coders have to do in order to achieve this stuff, it takes more time. And it gets harder and harder because on the one hand, you would have, like say for instance, lighting, right? Mm. Lighting used to be that they they had a, a pipeline in place to be able to bake lighting into games. And that was just kind of the tried and true thing that you would do for the last, I would say, two console generations. But now you're getting into real-time lighting everywhere. You're getting into ray tracing. And that's a lot more of a sophisticated lighting setup where you can't just point a light and be like, oh, look, it works. Like, <laughs> like you have to really spend a lot of time to make sure everything is jiving with each other because you're dealing with global illumination and indirect illumination. You're having essentially different light sources bleeding and cross-pollinating into one another. And like, you know, how do we get this to actually look the way we want it to look? And that's just mm. lighting. 
We used to just be happy with a lens flare back in the day. Back in the 90s when the lens <laughs> flare was king <laughs> and queen. But uh, but yeah, I think I agree with you. I think when it comes to the Game Pass member announcement, that was probably one of the biggest things of the show because I had that, that, that realization that I just talked about. I will say I do think that Microsoft needs to really scale back the amount of, of time that they are giving to the whole like indie developer thing. Uh, to me personally, and this is just one man's opinion, I'm not a big indie developer guy. Like, I, yeah, sure. There may be one or two titles that I'll see within an entire lineup of indie titles. It's like, oh, those look interesting. And I've talked about this before, but... My thing is, is, is I'm all about the triple A cinematic memorable experience, whether that's like a multiplayer mm. online game or a single player narrative driven yeah. campaign. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want those, those spectacles, those visual spectacles that make me have to pick my jaw off of the floor because of crazy moments in the plot or insane gameplay mechanics that really caused me to, to like raise my expectations as to like what that genre should, should include from this moment forward, that sort of thing. So I will say though, I think that this show was decent. I think it was much better than the first show that Microsoft gave. Yeah. I do think that they took down notes from all of the feedback True. from the community, as well as looking at their competitors. From you know, us, yeah, right. Exactly, from uh, Joygasm. But I will say that um, one of those those examples is that their production values was much much better in this one as opposed to the first one. You know, whenever you had someone like Phil Spencer or Matt Booty get up there and they're talking, it was professionally shot. Mm. It was pre recorded as opposed to like. You know, sitting in their family room on a webcam. This is on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey guys, you see my bed behind me? You know, like that. That just didn't flow. Cats well. jumping on the computer. <laughs> like, get off! I'm in front of the world right now. Yeah, exactly. I do agree, though, also with you, Steve, in the sense that um, I didn't see any brand new IPs that mm. wowed me. Yeah. Yes. And I, I was really wanting to see games that would be showcased mm. almost like, you know, like when the Xbox one was uh, debuted for the first time, rise son of Rome was like the game that, right. that just really was a, a benchmark in terms of what, what the Xbox one was capable of. And I'll never forget how like they had like that in game demo where you're storming the beaches, right. With, exactly. with your, your fellow Trojans. I mean, I remember my jaw was on the floor. I'm like, yeah. what was that? Yeah, what that am I is insane. <laughs> what am I about to buy? Yeah, this exactly. is next gen, yeah. you know? And I don't think there was a moment like that in terms of this particular presentation, even though there were several titles that I'm interested in playing. Sure, for of sure. course. But, but there wasn't, there was, there was not that one moment where I was like, ooh, killer app. Yeah, exactly. And it seems like in the past, there, there was always a game at launch where like everybody has to get it. Yeah. And and there's other games that launch too, and that's cool and that's fine. But there's always one game you're like, oh, I gotta have that one at launch. Sure. And I don't, I don't, I didn't see that. I saw a lot of games that I want to play. Mm-hmm. I don't see any games that I'm like really hot on. Right. Well, okay. Without further ado, let's just dive into the list. Let's just dive I, in. I have them all on here oh, do, I'm, as I'm sure they appeared do. in chronological order. I'm sure you, I, I wouldn't expect anything less. So they kicked off the way they should, <laughs> showing off Halo Infinite. Right. 
thoughts. I miss Bungie with Halo. I, 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 I feel like, in a way, 343, God bless them. They're doing the best they can with them, but sometimes you... you you gotta let go. I think when it, when when you when you played your best hand and you think okay, I think we, I think three four three needs to move on to bigger and better things. I think if they were really confident with Halo, I think they should have come out the door swinging a lot harder than they did with this one. Yes, it does look better, um, but it's still that Halo that is. Um, yes, it's it, it's better than Halo Guardians, for example. Or Halo 5. Or yeah. Halo 5, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't look revolutionary. It looks like it's slightly better than than Halo 5 was. And then there came the sound effects, where some of the guns sounded really good, and you could like, feel them like pounding in your chest, and then other times they'd toss a grenade, and it would just go poosh. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, that's supposed to be kind of thuddy, right? I mean, they tossed a, a frag grenade. Or then he would get in the warthog, and the thing sounded like a, a Studebaker when it started driving. I like, noticed what? that too. Who's to like? This is the future, right? I mean, this thing's got some horsepower. Uh, it was like a turbo diesel, and like the first few Halos, which was perfect, and now it's like it's kind of chugging along, like it's got eighty-five horsepower or something. Like what? What? What is going on here? And it and and the enemies were okay. It's just, it, it it didn't have that excitement that. Oh man, we're on another Halo, and this is completely different. And what is happening here? And this looks amazing. And wow, everything looks—I want not going to say real, but just like tons better than it has been. Yeah, it didn't have that. And it—and I, you know, I remember, I remember when they showcased Halo Two, and at E3, and that you land and you get out and you talk to some of the soldiers and you're like, man, the soldiers look definitely look better and the voices are good and the sound effects are good. And then he starts shooting the, the little grunts that are in, in the city on the world and the gun sounded good. And then you got the dual wield and everyone's going, oh, I mean, I remember how the crowd was like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. going nuts. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm glad we're getting another Halo game, but it's, just like I'm, I'm glad it's going to be free to play for me on on Game Pass. Sure, yeah. Because it, that's not going to be the game that I want to rush out and, and buy at launch. I'm just cool. I'll download it and I'll play it for sure. But beyond that, I, I feel like they're missing quite the opportunity. I feel like whoever is is saying, "Okay, yes, we have 110 sound effects we could use." That's the one we're going to go with, the Studebaker for the Warthog, or or, or or you know we could we could throw a little bit extra bass in the sound for certain for for grenades and guns, but no, let's just go with the flat ones. You know, I I just I don't get it. I really don't get it. Mm-hmm. And so they to to me that's what really brings out the excitement, and and it, and it wasn't there. So my take on the whole thing was, I was very happy to see that it felt. Very different. And when I say felt, it what was interesting to me was how obviously I didn't play the game, but I was just watching the video. But through the video, I could tell that the game was gonna play much like the other Halos before Halo 5. Because that was my main concern going into this was like I did not like how Halo 5 played at all because it just didn't feel like a Halo game. It didn't feel like you were Master Chief. They they had tweaked the mechanics enough where you're just like, this is not what I remember it being at all. But watching the video here, I did think that it was a true return to form in terms of how it just, how it evokes and how it feels. And like, 
you know, it, it goes back to the more of the original game in a way, in the sense where it is very open world. You can go anywhere you want to at any point in time. You, I, I love that jump that the Warthog did. It really brought back the, the fun memories of being able to have those ridiculously huge leaps that you do when you, when you drive off a cliff or something. I think one of the, the issues, and this, this is uh, in parallel to what you're talking about, is I think there's an issue with the art direction in the game because they can't seem to get past kind of the Hasbro toy look. If you look at like the weapons, if you look at the characters, that sort of thing, they're stuck in this very sh- overly shiny, plasticky. Uh, it's weird, but like like to me, um, I, I think what I was hoping to see when it comes to the art direction of the game is when I played Halo Wars, when I watched the cutscenes in between that, it had some of the best cutscenes in a Halo game I've ever seen. That and, and even Halo 4 as well. Halo 4 had some fantastic cutscenes. And I wanted that level of realism because in each of those cutscene sequences, you have such a, a tremendously uh, photorealistic production value when you watch those. They're not cartoony, they're not stylized. I mean, they really go for as photoreal as possible. And I think it's it would it would behoove them to actually incorporate that into the game itself because people want that. People want to have it be a bit more mature. And I also think too like not only because of the hardware advancements, but also the fact that its audience has gotten older too. Like we we just we want there to be more like like when you look at Master Chief for example, I don't necessarily want his armor to be like that bright green color that, that he first donned in Halo 1, 2, and 3, that sort of thing. I mean, what if we were to desaturate that green a little bit? Maybe put a little bit of like military metallic in there, uh, metallic gray or something mixed in with the green and like give it a bit more wear and tear. And again, having more of that photoreal type of approach, I think would do the, the series wonders, but yeah, I think three, four, three has just been in this custodian mode for so long that I think they're kind of almost, uh, hesitant to go too far out there, which is unfortunate because I do think that if Bungie was still in charge, I think that's what they would do. I think they would definitely push to have more of that realistic look toward everything. The other issue I have with it too is that once again, you're fighting Covenant. Once again, you're fighting Brutes. And we have done that to death. I'm sorry, but we are in a universe where humans have the ability to do space travel and you have all kinds of galaxies and different places to go and different stories to tell. I'm really getting burned out on the covenant with the grunts and the elites and everything. That's like, guys, come on. Right. We've literally been dealing with these species for 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else in the galaxy? Yeah, exactly. So, um, I think for, for Halo Infinite myself, I'm looking forward to playing it. I think that it's going to be a nostalgic romp, like kind of romp through of what we've all kind of love about the lineage of Halo itself. You know, I look forward to playing with you. I'm sure it'll be like, you know, uh, online co-op through the campaign and that sort of thing. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure we're going to have a good time. But it, yeah, I, I'm with you. I do not see some, like anything in there that was like absolutely jaw dropping. It'd be interesting if Bungie 
tosses in the towel with um, Destiny. Destiny, because they made two games and and it, it they're back to back. They were like really exciting, and then they fell flat. And the community is still divided <laughs> with Destiny. And if they go, okay, well, we we just wanted to try something else. <laughs> we tried it. Okay, now we really want Halo back. And then they have a bunch of new ideas. And three four three goes, okay, we made some money on it. Thank you for letting us, you know, have this. You can have it back. And Halo become cool again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see for sure. But like I said, I, I do. I am glad that there will be a Halo game to play at launch. I'm sure that it will be fun just based off of the, the demo that, that they showcased today. Now, the next one they showed, and we really don't have too much to say about, but they showed this pre-rendered cinematic of State of Decay 3. Mm -hmm. And I have not played the first two State of Decays. It's really funny. I own them. They're on my Xbox. Nice. I just haven't played it yet, but I've heard mm -hmm. it's actually a good series. I heard the second one was riddled with glitches. Mm. Like, just kind of was... I heard, I heard the story was good, but it was riddled with glitches. That's all I'm going to say. I liked the video in, the, in terms of the storytelling, though. I thought it was uh, pretty memorable how sure. you had the, the woman and, and she was, like, screaming at some wolf predator thing at her campsite. And then the next day she's out there in the snow and she's walking up following a blood trail and she sees the wolf that was stalking her the night before, but it's being eaten by some deer that's like yeah. turned into a zombie thing. And, and yeah. it screams back at her cause she's the predator at that point. And they had a, had a, had a nice kind of uh, coming full circle poetry to it, which well, I, I appreciated. The wolf would have eaten the deer too. Exactly. But the deer was eating the wolf. That's what you call ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but did you have any other comments about that? We, we didn't see any gameplay, so it's very difficult play. to really go into it. Yeah. No, I'm not with you. I, it's a wait and see kind of thing. That's true. They went from that into Forza Motorsport, which I believe is eight, right? They're up to eight. Mm, I think. No, I think they're on seven. Because we had Forza six, and then we had Forza Horizon four. four. And so I think this is going to be Forza seven. Okay, it's either going to be seven or eight. I could have swore seven came out already. But anyway, the, the, the next Forza game. Mm -hmm. I was really shocked that they showed no gameplay. Yeah. We saw plenty of cutscene. And it's funny because they had some sort of uh, little disclaimer down below saying something along the lines of like, you know, in-game footage or something like yeah. that. But it's like, guys... We all know by now that game engines have the first of all. You, so you have your cutscene, which basically plays a video. Then you have like an in-game cinematic engine that is different than the gameplay engine, where you can put on more filters, you could do more stuff, real time, that sort of thing. So it, I mean, I was just confused why they didn't yeah. show gameplay. Because I'm like, you're watching like some race car drivers walk around in slow motion yeah, in some studio <laughs> yeah, in some kind um, of studio you see like you know a brief uh, amount of cars that are driving uh, which was clearly not gameplay footage like guys this game is coming out in like yeah. five months and especially when they had gran turismo uh showcases at uh, sony's booth like with gameplay but see even that one the sony's um uh, Sony's demonstration of it, it had like 10 seconds of actual gameplay. Right. Most of it was also pre-rendered cut. I'm like, guys, that doesn't sell me on the game. Yeah. 
it's almost like it's almost like it's more important to play their cards close to the chest so that Sony doesn't know actually what the games Microsoft is coming out with. And Microsoft doesn't know what the games that are Sony that Sony's coming out with. And it's almost like they they're keeping everything too secret. And yeah. the one who's suffering is the is the gamer on both sides. Right. And so we're we're all frustrated. We're like, okay, well, we want to buy a system, but so far you guys have been average at best. Like, <laughs> how are we getting excited for one or the other? Really? And it's who knows. So they went from that to Everwild, which I thought, at least from the video itself, we didn't again, no gameplay footage. Right. It was all uh cutscenes. I thought that it had a cool shader. Right. Um, I'm not sure if the game itself will have the same type of shader. I assume it will. I assume that's kind of what they're going for. What'd you think of that? <laughs> I caught him. Caught him in the eye. That's how excited he is, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, no. So that one, I mean, what they the story they told was interesting to me. I, I, I would definitely play that one, again, on Game Pass, of course, but... That one looked interesting. I'll, I'll I'll give that one a run through. It was it was it would look like it could uh, got potential. Yeah, got, could float my boat. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'm the same with you. I think that it's a wait and see kind of deal. The fact once again that I can play it for free on Game Pass, it's like, sure. well, I will definitely try yeah, it. Keep my optimism up. It went from that to then one of the indie developer titles called Tell Me Why, ah. which. Uh, to me, was completely forgettable. I don't yeah. even. I have nothing really to say other than I'm not interested. Free ninety nine is way too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> However, the game after that definitely got my attention, which was Ori and the Will of the Wisps Xbox Series X yes. upgrade. Yes. And I was very happy to see how they did like that side by side comparison, showing what the Xbox One X version versus the Xbox Series X version entailed. You could even through the 1080p video, you could tell there was a difference, not only in the graphics fidelity, but also the the smoothness and the animation where they're able to have even more frames of animation in there. Uh, I've already beaten Ori and the Will of the Wisps, but I'm telling you, I wouldn't mind a second ROM through. And I think they they might even have New Game Plus, which I'm thinking my saved game should carry over and I should be able to just go right through with all my abilities already good to go. I figured they might have a Xbox Series X upgrade to the game, Mm. which is partly why I stopped playing it. Because I figured I'd pick it back up where I left off and uh, enjoy it from there on out with all the the enhancements. Indeed. Indeedy Rudy. Yeah, because you got farther in the game, but you didn't finish it. I didn't. I got about sixty percent of way through, sixty-ish, and well, you definitely got to finish it. Yeah, you, you got to finish it, Steve. right? But maybe you can do that when the next console comes out. And yeah, I'd love to hear. I, I want to hear your review of that game once of you course. finish it, because we have talked about it quite a bit. We have, and you see, there, there, there is a reason to the madness, because as I'm waiting for all these proposed next-gen games to come out, I'm going to relive all the good times of the games that I already love with the enhancements, Russ. Exactly. And, I mean, I, I've hardly even got into, like, the outer... The outer... Um, the outer world? Wild worlds. I was, like, going to go <laughs> wild because that was one of the, the games. Like, what am I talking about? But, I, uh, but I'm going to wait till the Series X comes out to even play that one. Or 
play, finish it. Fin- finish it. Yeah. 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 You, you haven't really been sealing the deal with a lot of these games as yeah, of late, Steve. You kind of peter out halfway through. Makes sense in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Outer Worlds, that is the next title that they showed, yes. which was the Outer Worlds Peril on Gorgon. Right. So my, uh, I have a gross. bit of a, um, what a, okay, Jeff. Uh, conflict, if you will. I, I have a, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so <laughs> I, unlike you, beat the Outer Worlds. Right. I thought that it was um, a decent game. I thought it, it was fun to be able to play through. Sure, there were yeah. certain quirks to it that I thought uh, acted as kind of a, a game hook for me. Sure. I did think the game ended prematurely. It mm. should have been probably twice as long at least. That's great. But and I stopped when I did then. <laughs> he was going to say, like, the game is not that long, which was surprising because it's an RPG. You're like, what the heck was that? <laughs> So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm caught because on the one hand, I, it's not, again, I'm looking for next gen samples with this presentation, looking at the outer worlds, the graphics engine for that simply is not indicative of like what is possible with like some sort of cutting edge next gen game. You know, it's it's oversaturated colors and, you know, the characters, even, you know, when, when they showed that expansion, the facial expressions and facial animations are still yeah. terrible. Yeah, they are. Even when I played the first Outer Worlds game that, you know, and I enjoyed playing through the game, the facial animations was a bit of a sore spot. And even for the Xbox One, again, going back to Rise, Son of Rome, that was Rise, Son of Rome was a launch title in 2013, and it had better facial animation than the Outer Worlds, which came out like what a year ago, last year. No excuse. That was, <laughs> no excuse. It's been seven years since the Xbox One was debuted, and. You're even, you're even now a first party developer. Like, I'm sorry. I, I do not have the desire or patience to be able to like give you a pass on that. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the facial animations were like Xbox 360 generation. Right. And to see that that is very much for me is like a, a, a no, no when it comes to a, a year that is a next gen console season. You don't show that kind of stuff. You've got to like really push the envelope. Did you have any thoughts on that one, Steve? Well, Russ, I'm sure when I uh, when I beat the Outer Worlds, I might give it a little rompy romp. But until then, Russ, it's probably not going to get downloaded anytime soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I must say that the the one thing that it does time me over is the fact that uh, I'll be able to play it for free. Right. Which is, you know, relatively speaking, obviously I'm having to pay out a few bucks every month. (laughs) Of course. Anyway. Now they went from that on to another game called Grounded, which was essentially like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Fighting insects and stuff. We we worried about this game a little bit before Uh, the show. I think uh, I might have fun playing that game with my daughter maybe, but like it's not a game once again, that was just, uh, it didn't blow my socks off, Steve. I, but I think I would give it a, there were some scenes when you were like the bugs were attacking and the bugs look pretty darn good. They, they do. Yes. The lighting does look nice. I will say it is interesting. And they're, they're definitely taking a whole, like a kind of a different approach. Like you're not, 
yeah, you're caught in a demon world somewhere or some sure. parallel universe, uh, third person, yeah, whatever. It 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 to me it looks good enough to give it a give it a go. I I, will, I might play with you and your daughter. There you go, Steve. Huh? There you go. Staying positive. Avowed came out next, which was a new RPG from Obsidian Entertainment. Right. Now, this one got mm, me excited. Did it now. It didn't, of course, have any kind of gameplay whatsoever. It was right. a pre-rendered cinematic. But I was happy to see a return to form with Obsidian, because Obsidian is actually known for its like old school Skyrim fantasy. Stuff. Yeah, good old oh. RPGs. So were you pretty pumped when you at least knew mm. that they were working on something like that? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not—it's nothing to say bad because I mean, there's a, definitely a big following to folks who li- love those games. I mean, it's, it's just not me. I, I'm not trying to rip on the game. Just not my—just uh, not my style. Okay. Oh, after that, actually, another indie developer title was shown. It's called As Dusk Falls. If you recall, that was the one that had the family, and it was right. kind of like this. Uh, almost like a slideshow s kind of thing where like they had 2.5 D images that were it's like a comic fading in and out. Yeah. Flipping the page kind of deal. Sort of what's going on. Yeah. I am not interested in that. Probably will give it a pass. <laughs> Probably will, uh, go outside that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go outside. Yeah. So the game that she, well, actually it wasn't even a game. So Ninja Theory was was next, and all they did was talk about Hellblade Two. Right. That again stunned me. I'm thinking, if and I'm not even sure if they're planning on this being a launch title or if it's coming out in 2021. I'm a little hazy on that. Uh, but again, I'm thinking, you previewed this game last year. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it looked good. It did. Like, like what they showed looked amazing. But now it's like you literally had someone from your studio just kind of talk about the game you're working on and hint at some other games you're working on, too. And that was it. <laughs> Thanks for the uh, airtime and uh, <laughs> have know? a nice day. I mean, it, it, I'm, just, I'm, I'm sitting there like... Uh, <laughs> you made me wait an hour of countdown time, and now it's your turn to speak. And that's all you did was speak. It kind of reminds me of the other week, Steve, when you told me about how you thought really hard about playing a game. You thought really hard about it, but you didn't play it. (laughs) 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 Pretty much it. Now, the the next game actually came in and saved the day a bit in terms of like kind of like the the last couple of of situations there. Psychonauts 2. This has been a game that has been in development for a long time. That's, Tim Schafer, yeah. who we all know and love from LucasArts, who uh, worked on Full <sighs> Throttle and a um, bunch of other classics. Plus, uh, your uh, your boy works over there. What's his name? Um, I forgot his name, Russ. I'm not good at names. <laughs> Uh, but I think it was like, what, what was it? What show is it? was number 70. Uh, I think I was show like 76 that you interviewed him, Russ. He was talking about Psychonauts. That would be Mr. Raymond Crook, Steve. That's the guy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a lead animator over uh, at Double Fine Productions. Yeah. So 
I am looking, this is actually one of the games I'm really looking forward to. Psychonauts um, looks like, like it's got the, the Tim Schafer goodness all over. I was really happy to see that Jack Black is once again involved with the game. Even if it's just to sing the theme song or whatever it is, I thought it was great. And uh, I think that that is a, a very much healthy shot in the arm for Microsoft. I think that, that they need more types of games like that, that are outside the box that have lots of personality and charm. So I will, am very much looking forward to that. What say you, Steve? We also think I'm going to uh, throw the frisbee that day. I uh, throw the frisbee. I, he says. I, I'm. I know there's a following for Psycho uh, Knots. I'm just not going to tie that knot. You know. You know, Steve. You never played the first Psycho. I knot. didn't play that. It just, but it doesn't tickle my. Uh, you know, nipple. What rhymes with tickle? <laughs> Doesn't tickle my nipple. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say that. I'm gonna say that at work tomorrow. You should. Hopefully, now I won't get HR called on me. You should say it to HR. <laughs> just say, you know, I, I'm. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Want to get your opinion? <laughs> if I were to say tickle my nipple, <laughs> yeah. would that be a problem? Would I? Uh, Get written up. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically. Hypothetically. I didn't say it yet. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm, yes. say, I'm, I'm putting quotation marks, which are basically like force field <laughs> shields around what I'm saying. So you can't like take action. Again. I'm just asking permission. So if I say it, I know the repercussion, but I wouldn't say it otherwise. <laughs> or maybe I just said it on my breath and you couldn't <laughs> yeah, hear me. Right. <laughs> so then, okay. So Bungie ended up having something where they are going to have some sort of graphics upgrade to Destiny 2. Yeah. I am glad that they're doing that for their community, but for me, I'm going to be lukewarm at best. It's not something that I'm like hot and heavy for, you know? Yeah, but you know what was was good news, Russ? If you remember when Destiny 2 came out, the whole beta dealio, we we were talking to Big Baby Moose, and the question was posed to yours truly, are you going to buy it? And I said, as soon as I get the next Xbox... I'll get it because mm. the game was obviously made with a higher graphics fidelity requirement to look really good. I Steve's might as well uh, uh, slam in the Budweiser's yeah. glory start. <laughs> I don't want to shrink. Um, <laughs> so that being said, it's now for free. I've just saved myself 60 bucks. There you Hey, I, I like the way you think. Very good. Not to mention the fact that Destiny 2, you really haven't missed all that much, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, Stalker 2 was the next game that they were showing. If you recall, that kind of looked like almost like a Metro game. It did. I have never played the first Stalker game. I don't even know what the first Stalker game story was about. I never knew there was a Stalker. I had heard about the game. However, I did not know what it was about. You know what it, it kind of reminded me of, though? It was it kind of reminded me of a more mature cinematic of StarCraft. In a really? Sense. Yeah, I kind of remember they got all those little... They, they would wander around someplace, and then something bad will happen. Like, the, the guy's light goes and out, and they're in the Zerg or everywhere. Sure. And, you know what I'm saying? Can you, can you pick up what I'm throwing down? No. I no idea. All right, fine. But, but for you, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you thought yeah, of StarCraft. Hey, you know it's, a, it's a good one. That's and uh, the game's free. I'll figure out. I give that a run through. <laughs> See what it's all about. Now, Warhammer Dark Tide, which again was all completely pre-rendered. There, there was no gameplay for that. Right. 
it looks interesting to me. I have never played any of the previous Warhammer games, so mm-hmm. I have nothing to go on. It could be super stylized, cartoony for all I know, but the pre-rendered thing looked very real. It so. did. It looked very good. Uh, that's going to be kind of a wait and see, I mm. think. Nah, I think I'll give it a go. Tetris Effect Connected. I thought it was a clever way how they presented it. However, I've never been a big Tetris fan. If you guys out there like Tetris, then um, hopefully you'll like the the update. Uh, you know, it's, it's just okay. It's cross that off the list. Uh, we got it included. I'm. I liked how they put the whole trailer together. I thought it was a waste of time. Really? <laughs> we're talking about uh, we're talking about next gen and how great everything's going to look and play and feel and immerse you and by golly, we're going to stock <laughs> stock some some blocks, Russ. Stack mm. some blocks. Mm. Mm. I just don't feel like it was the time or place. You know, I'm like, you know what? Bring that game out later. Just uh, you know, throw it up on the Xbox dashboard. Hey, you like Tetris? There you go. Tetris, everybody. Tetris, here you go. But to showcase Smiles it. Smiles abound. It's just to showcase it. To take the time what, that they could have showed another game to show Tetris. That, bad decision. The gunk came out after Tetris. Yeah. If you recall, that was with the, that was very stylized. It had the, the woman with, she had kind of a, like a Mega Man gauntlet looking thing. I thought that had potential for sure in terms of, of like, you know, I think she was vacuuming up like some kind of alien goo or something. And it looked like she, it was almost like kind of like if you're an environmentalist, like you would love this game because like you're trying to like vacuum and suck up all the, the grossness and then somehow uh, turn it into something that can make plant life grow something like that. So I don't know. Anyway, I thought that that visually it looked interesting. It did. And um, yeah, it looked, it it looked like a kind of kind of game that once again, because it's on game pass, I, I will play it. Give it a shot. I almost wonder if, the reason why everything's on game pass is because they felt we got to really, we got to show something. We're not that confident, but by golly, it's going to be a win if it's available on game pass. My thing is, well, you know what? I'll hold off. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll mention this. Tease us just like Microsoft. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I will talk about it in just a minute because we're almost done with the list here. So one of the games that, that I personally am very excited about now is the medium. If you recall, that has the the female protagonist. It looks like she has the ability to go into other people's nightmares or something. Like she can kind of, it reminded me almost of like Constantine, but Constantine is, was a bit different in the sense that like he could like go between hell and and the real world, you know, see the demons and that sort of thing. Right. I never watched it. What? You never saw that movie? <laughs> I think I've seen it. I haven't seen it. Keanu Reeves. I know. I know you haven't. Speaking of Keanu Reeves, this is a side topic, Ross. I just saw a trailer for the next uh, Bill and Ted. Oh, that's great, Steve. Anyway, anyway yeah. the medium itself, when I, <laughs> when they first showed something last year, I was kind of like, kind of, oh, what, what, what exactly are we going to be um, getting ourselves into here? Is, <laughs> is, 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 it, uh, is it too dark? What, what's going on? Yeah, However, nightmares. this one, though, in particular, I am very fascinated and interested in. I like the concept. I think it's really cool how 
you know, it looks like she she might be a forensics detective or she might mm. be someone who... Does perhaps, she look like that, Russ? She, at least the vibe from the mm. game. I, mm. I don't know if she looks like that or not, but like the impression that I got was that she was, um, I don't know, like looking into certain types of situations and stuff. And it looked like based on like what she touched or what she was looking at or whatever, yeah. it looked like you could in real time go back and forth between these two spaces. In fact, um, another game that came to mind was Eternal Darkness to a certain extent in the sense that there was a bit of that of going back and forth between kind of like the real world versus kind of more of like this uh, alternate dimension kind of thing. A little more loosely in that regard, but I'm looking forward to it. What do you think? Well, Russ, it actually showed gameplay too. They did show gameplay. And then I thought it's been a while since I've played Hacky Sack. And so I might go outside again that day. But you know what I think is going to... You better wear some sunscreen with the amount yeah. of time you're going to be spending outside uh, throwing frisbees and playing hacky sack. I'm going to come back and you're not even going to recognize me. <laughs> so, but... I So here's why... Who's the tomato? Yeah, that's me. I'm getting red in time for Halloween. I'm going to be a lobster. Anyhow... That's my lobster voice. I was going to say, you know what? I thought of a lobster when you sounded like <laughs> yeah. that. This is a game that I know you're going to buy at, well, download. Let's <laughs> be real. Game Pass. And <laughs> you're going to say, hey, Steve, come over and play it. I want to watch you play it. And I'm going to go, oh, man, I really don't want to come over and play this game. No, 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 Steve, Steve, Steve. I mean it. it, it it'll be fun. You know, we'll have some snacks. Some drinks. We'll play the game. We'll we'll, we'll put it on Twitch. You know, it'd be good. It'd, it'd be cool. It'd be fun. You'll you'll like it. I know it's gonna happen, Russ. That little <laughs> smirk on your face—it's telling me I that's honestly gonna be did, what you want to do. I did not have any kind of inclination to do that. I, I'm looking forward to playing it myself. Yeah, you're like, but that's a good idea. It is a good idea. Oh, when was the last time we had that opportunity? That must have been pre-COVID, Nerud. (laughs) (laughs) After the medium, they did show a game from Sega, which surprised me. I was like, oh, there's Sega. And they showed Fantasy Star Online 2. It actually had gameplay. Yeah. This was a defining moment that, once again, Sega will always have a special place (laughs) in our collective hearts. Right. They know how to show a game. It's like they basically like 30% of their trailer was cutscenes, like pre-order cutscenes, but then 70% of the trailer was actual in-game footage. It was gameplay, them yeah. fighting and everything else. And so uh my hat goes off to them in terms of showing everybody else this is how you do a game trailer. And, and I know precisely what I'm getting myself into. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they have another Fantasy Star game that has finally come out because the original Fantasy Star Online came out for the Sega Dreamcast way back in like 1999. Man. Long time ago. So I'm, and again, because it's on Game Pass, I'm totally going to play it. I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm going to have to rewatch that one in 4K and fork mm. because when I watched it in 1080p, it got a little bit grainy and it also looked like it was current gen then mm. look next gen to me uh yeah i would definitely encourage you to watch it again watch it again it almost looked like monster hunter i mean it's not monster hunter but i mean like the the, the graphics style nah not the graphic style maybe, maybe the level of quality it looked like monster hunter 
for the current generation. But maybe I'll maybe maybe once I give it another playthrough on Fork, it'll look better. I am definitely wanting to know what you think. I, you know, when we record next week's episode of Joygasm, we'll have to just do a quick little recap once both of us have seen these games in 4K mm. and see if there are any kind of changing of the hearts when it comes to certain titles that perhaps we were ready to uh, dismiss. Anyway, so we have two more titles that they showed. Crossfire by Remedy. This was another game that I was very excited about. Remedy has always been terrific storytellers. I've loved every game that they've ever made. This one looks like it's kind of like a, a military yeah. theme. Yeah. And I'm really happy about that because Ubisoft has really <laughs> let me down when it comes to that sort of thing. I used to go to Ubisoft for all of my Ghost Recon, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter, Rainbow Six Splinter Cell. Rainbow I mean, I mean, you just had so many great military-themed games coming from Ubisoft, and then all of a sudden, one day, they just decided to uh, pull the plug or something. I don't know what is going on, but very much looking forward to Crossfire, Steve. What do you think? I would have to agree. Wasn't that the one? Is that the one that was uh, free to play? I mean, it is free to play, but it, but it, it they they said something in there where it was like, oh, what was it? I, it, maybe it was cross-platform. I don't know. Maybe I watched it too quick. And I, I, I it said something about how it's free to play and whatever. Maybe I, maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to give it a play. I'll, I'll play it, Raz. Maybe I, <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> that made absolutely no sense whatsoever. I was trying to like, I looked to my right. Even and as I, my brother <laughs> or as your brother, normally I can... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I can decipher the uh, drawl that's coming out of your mouth. I looked to my right at what the games that are still playing, and I thought, man, I really wish it was it was playing right now because I magically that scene would have come on that I'm thinking of in my noodle. Mm. It's still playing Halo right now, though, Russ. Definitely <laughs> not on Crossfire. Finally, they had their one more thing moment, and. It was Fable. In a uh, cutscene. Not Definitely not uh, gameplay. Once again, cutscene. Yes, indeed. I was, uh -huh. though, I was very happy, though, to have an official announcement that they are, in fact, sure. working. Because it's been heavily rumored for yeah, quite some time. Rumored. We knew it was coming out. Did you ever play any yes. of the Fables? Russ? I don't remember if you had or hadn't. Crying out loud. Yes. I did not play Halo 3. I played Halo 1 and Halo Dose. Okay. Right, Halo Fable! <laughs> Halo, Fable, Halo, <laughs> Fable, Fable. Oh, we're talking about the same thing. Okay, good. It's amazing how close those two sound. Anyway, what'd you think of the... Uh, Fable. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the trailer? Fable. <laughs> Sorry. The trailer was great. I, I thought it was fun. I mean, uh, it looked good, and I I almost knew that the, the little pixie was going to get eaten by a frog. Don't ask me how. Mm. Maybe it's a sick sense of humor. Mm. But it was it was good. Yeah, I liked it. I, I I really was hoping we could have seen some some gameplay of Fable, but um, that leaves uh, something to be desired there, Russ. I will say that I loved how the the little fairy got eaten by the frog because that is totally the style of humor that everyone knows and loves about Fable. Mm. I thought that that was perfect. 
And you know, I was happy to see just what they were doing. I loved the the voiceover who was given the kind of the setup of as to what was going on and stuff. So I will say I was a bit disappointed that they that their their one more thing, quote unquote, was not that they had acquired WB Interactive. Oh jeez. I was so hoping that they would just pull that out and be like, you know, everyone knows that WB Interactive has been for sale and we're pleased to announce that they have joined the Xbox first party family. That would have been amazing. That would have been. Then it remains to be seen uh, who ends up being the victor out of that whole entire thing. But I will say Fable was a nice alternative. Well, there's going to probably be another show. There probably will be. They're, they're probably going to have like three more shows. So they that's plenty of time for announcement. But you know what? One, one thing they should really just do away with. Sony's not doing it. Is that whole, And I've said it before. That whole world premiere... World exclusive uh, launch box console launch. Yeah, like stop, just stop doing that. Just, just. Console exclusive. Does anybody like when they do that? Seriously, I, I kind of like it. I would like. I it. get confused by it, but I, I, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you pump me up at the last minute. <laughs> And then you let me down of like, okay, yeah, it's an indie title, and uh, you know, it looks pretty good. I do like the sound of that guy's voice, though, I must say. Whoever does the world premiere, it's a lot better than how I do it. Yeah, not much better, bros. Well, thank you. So, Steve, what are your concluding thoughts regarding this list of games that we have gone through? Well, the, the, I will say that I, I, I do like this showcase better than what we have been seeing, but it's by a small margin. Like I said in the beginning, had these all not been on Game Pass, it would have been quite the letdown. Yes. Everything that I saw didn't uh, come out of the screen and slap me in the face <laughs> and kiss me. You know what I'm saying? It, uh, man, you really just like really kissed my eardrums right there. Whoa, that was good. Uh, oh That's my, my tongue going gosh. in your earlobe. Uh. <laughs> okay, show's over. Um. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. So had everything not been on Game Pass, I, I, it would have been a big letdown. The Game Pass mention really made the night. For me, but I I'm still waiting with bated breath that there's so there's still something out there. Maybe it's just cyberpunk. All that, that when they did mention the cyberpunk thing with that trailer, that little honey I shrunk the kids that trailer was grounded. Fun. That was actually pretty cool. Um, I, I that was there. Self awareness there. Yeah, exactly. But it, it actually played well for him, I think. Anyhow, it's still that game is still like the the game that I can't wait to play this year. Um, but I, again, with all the talk and the hype and the marketing of what's to come, by golly, we're right around the corner. And <laughs> um, I'm still waiting. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I think uh, I think I think you feel somewhat of uh, what I'm saying. I think you're picking up what I'm throwing down, aren't you? I am. I, I do think that Cyberpunk 2077 is is in a very 
unique position to actually be considered as a next gen killer app mm. title, yeah. which is really funny because the game has been in development for such a long time. They wisely have designed it in such a way that it's it's very much like a PC game where you can kind of ratchet up the the settings so that the graphics and, and lighting sure. and everything else can be the best it can possibly yeah. be. Right. But it's weird how that is the game that everybody can't wait to play on the next-gen consoles. It's not a game that has been built from the ground up to take advantage of that particular console's engine. It's this other game entirely. And I'm right with you. I think that when it comes to playing Cyberpunk, I'm totally going to play it now that it's coming out um, basically around the time that the next-gen systems come out. I'm go- I'm just going to wait and play it on the next-gen system because why not, right? You want to be right. able to have the best experience. You know? <laughs> right? Totes me go. Now, what I do think is interesting, this is, this is what I was going to say earlier, but I decided to hold off until the conclusions. I think that Microsoft was... What were they, Russ? I think they realized that they didn't have very many games to show for the next-gen consoles. So they decided to mm. stack their deck with a bunch of games that either have already come out, like Ori and the Will of the Wisps, oh, yeah. or even um, the Outer Worlds with their little expansion update uh-huh. kind of stuff. You know, Again, the, these are not games that like push the envelope or anything like that. But like, th- I think that they, they were hoping they could put some fluff into the lineup to make it seem like there was more than there actually was. That's not to say that like I, I may not give them a shot or that I may not play them or whatever, but my thing is I want to see brand new IPs. I want to see brand new games that take advantage of this hardware and leave me speechless. We didn't see that. I didn't see that. No, sir. I saw some games that definitely made me look forward to playing them mm-hmm. and checking out the console and that sort of thing. But really, there there was no other type of killer app, which just baffles me. So it's it's difficult to know. Now, having said that, I do think that it is a very wise decision of Microsoft to be able to have the scalability in place so that certain games that I still enjoy playing to this day, like for instance, if you recall in their presentation, they showed how there will be a graphics upgrade to Sea of Thieves. Mm -hmm. That is something that you and I have talked about in the past where we were hoping that they would in fact do that and they are. So I'm, I'm happy to see that because that is the, the type of game that it never ends really. Like you, you can just go in there and keep playing, keep playing. And I'm all for revisiting games that I think are really fun to play. And now they get some sort of nice little graphics upgrade and stuff. It, it rekindles the interest. Um, when it comes to the, the overall roster of titles, I would say there were probably six titles or so that I put an asterisk next to and, uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to playing. And I would even say, uh, I'm, I'm excited to check out. I'm excited to play. I don't know if, if all the titles, in fact, I, now that I'm thinking about it. I know for a fact that the, the lineup that they showed are not all of them are going to be available at launch. I think that there will probably be Somewhere in the vicinity of maybe like, I don't know, five or so games. Well, they had some games that said at launch. I remember one, I forgot which one this was, but it said console launch. And I rewound the video because I'm like, because at the end it said 2021. 
I went, wait, the console's launching <laughs> holiday 2020. At the end of the video, it says 2021, which is the next year. So I'm trying to draw a line that's uh, connecting the dots. Well, and another point I would like to make is if you noticed, they came out and they said that out of their 15 studios that they had nine out of the 15 that had games that they were quote unquote ready to show, which to me was completely misleading because they didn't show any gameplay. Exactly. It showed like a cutscene, and that was it. It's like, guys, that's not showing a game. But the other thing is I stopped to think, Steve. Yeah. What'd you think? Bro? I started to ponder Uh-oh. nine out of 15. If that was a test, what grade would you get? Now, if you got 15 out of 15, you get an A. Somebody was saying you'd A+. You get an A, right? If you get a 14 out of 15, you'd still get an A, probably an A- minus or so. If you got a 13 out of 15, you get a B. If you get a 12 out of a 15, well, you, you're kind of, you're saddling a C plus, B minus. Yep, yep, yep. You get an 11 out of 15, that's a C. Maybe even a C minus. You get a 10 out of 15. Now you're you're starting to saddle the D plus C minus area. And a 9 out of 15. That's definitely D you're territory. Getting, you're getting a D grade. D for dumb. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely, doesn't that put into things into perspective? Well, it does. I mean, why would you even say that in the beginning and then go, but we're not going to show you all this? Well, because they were bragging early on about how they had 15 developers and how... I think they even went so far as to say at the time that they weren't like, like the reason why you weren't seeing stuff from them at that point in time was because they were already working on next gen titles. Yay. (laughs) Still, you can't just like throw that out and then at us and then not show us what we want to see. And it almost seems like they want to be relevant with all like the, the public relations. And so they can keep on making the news and be current but they, they, in actuality, they shouldn't have having had this press conference until they really had something to slap us with. They are doing themselves a disservice by the strategy that they are working with right now that they've decided to move forward with because they're sowing seeds of doubt. And when you overpromise and underdeliver, that's a problem. And I'm not saying that every developer was like that because that's not the case. They do have several first party developers that did bring the goods when it came to this particular show that, like I said, I have at least six titles on here with an asterisk next to them because I'm very excited to play them. But again, this is a console season. This is the year of a next gen console launch. You have to have all guns blazing coming out and not to mention that you are a multi-billion dollar corporation. Money is no object for you at this point in time. So if you need to ramp up and hire more staff or whatever, like for instance, case in point, they have in Southern California, one of their developers called the initiative. Mm -hmm. If you recall Phil Spencer, it was either last year or the year before when they, when he started talking about it, he was talking about how that developer is basically their studio. That's going to make like a God of war esque type of game. Where were they? (laughs) (laughs) And I know for a fact that the team that they have amassed, they've got a ton of talent on that team. 
I've been looking, I, I mean, I've seen uh, on LinkedIn, for instance, like, like you know, so-and-so just, you know, start a new position as bloody, bloody, blah. You know, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, they got that person. That's amazing. So, I mean, like that, that was kind of a letdown because I was like, okay, I want to see what it is that they're working on. I want to see single player story, narrative driven campaigns. How hard is it? Like this, this has been such a glaring issue with the, with the Xbox one. And I want them to remedy this for the Xbox series X because Sony's killing it in that department, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's the last of us or horizon zero dawn or Spider-Man or God of war. I mean, like just go down the list. Now we have ghosts of, of Tsushima. I mean, they have got that genre covered and then some. Not to say that they don't have issues because Sony's got issues in other areas, but I mean, that is the one thing that's just like, my goodness, like if I want that kind of game experience, I'm going to Sony. Right. I hear you, Russ. I hear you. Having said all that, though, I like I said, I do think it was a much better showing that Microsoft gave yeah. as opposed to the first one. More polished. More polished. I am looking forward to the console being launched. I am looking forward to enjoying the better graphics. Hopefully, I'll be able to afford a 4K TV by that time. But at the same time, there there is a little bit of a, a disappointment in the sense that I just I, I I for one really look forward to the years when a next gen console is going to be released because traditionally speaking it's always been a wonderful time to really be exposed to the latest and technological marvels and these, these advancements in gaming overall. And this is the first time where I haven't felt that. And it's weird. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of weirding me out because I always look forward to having that euphoric natural high from that stuff. And I, yeah, it's not there. Right? That's, that's what I. That's what I have to to say about that. Did you have any other thoughts about that, Steve? No, I'm. That's you're. We're right in the same bubble. We're two peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Make sure you tune in next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out Patreon.com/slash/Joygasm, which is spelled J-O-Y-G. ASM and consider becoming a monthly contributor. You'll get exclusive perks and early access to the show. Not to mention, it really helps us continue doing what we love to do. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9:30 p.m. Central Time. We will see you next week when we talk about Ghosts of Tsushima. Ah.